Welcome to the Warm Down, episode 36, game week 12 of the Premier League. Um, we're going to go through the whole week's results. Um, the main game we're going to focus on today is Liverpool versus Arsenal from Anfield. Um, we've got some big news with uh, Saka at Manchester United, which obviously you know what that means. And... Yeah, and we'll just go through the rest of the results. Um, and there was also um, four managers having their first home games for their new clubs. So we'll go and see how they done. Um, let's, let's go open up. Let's start at Anfield. I'm with, I'm sorry, I didn't even say who I'm with. I'm with Dan, David and Oji as a guest today. Um, let's go through. Let's go to Anfield as I said. The late kickoff on the Saturday ended four 0 to Liverpool. Sadio Mane opened scoring for Liverpool just before half time. Second half, Liverpool really stepped into gear. Diogo Jota made it two. Salah added a third, and substitute Minamino scored seconds after coming on. Um, Dan, 4-0 defeat. How do you feel about the game? Talk us uh, through the game. Talk us through the game from the start. Boy, what can I say? We weren't as bad as United. It was only 4-0, not 5. <laughs> I'll just take that one. <laughs> I, I did say, as long as we didn't lose by 5, I'll take it. Nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll say, the, nah, bro. I've, I've been saying about Arsenal, it's like, it's a young team, man. There was going to be setbacks. Everyone was getting too gassed with, oh, was it like eight, nine games unbeaten, da, da, da. But it was like, it was never sustainable, man. Never. Yeah. It was like the moment we came up against a real quality team, where I would I was hope we could do something, but the reality is with them youngsters and the way we was thinking, we was going to get turned over. How, how did you feel about the start? I thought... The first half wasn't that bad, if I'm honest. Going to Anfield, I'm not saying, oh, we was all over them and ready, 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 but I thought we showed a, a good account of of ourselves. There was some fight in there, as a bit of thing. And then, like they said, it seemed to be, like, Mane pops up, comes in, gets a goal. Like had, it, seemed like, it seemed like the fight between the managers. Yeah. Because that's when I turned say. the game on. I turned the game on literally at that point and they were saying this game was dead until then it sparked life into the crowd and do you, yeah, feel, yeah. Do you agree with that as well? The game up oh, until that yeah. point you was you was fairly competing oh, well anyway. It was keeping competing well. I'm not saying all of a sudden like we, we could run away with it or this and that. We, we held our run. Mm. Had, had, had little opportunities or you could see little things. I was like, all right. But yeah, that, that little... I think, and it was a nothing trying to claim he elbowed him or something, but it was a bullshit call. Yeah, it was a nothing challenge. It was a nothing mm. challenge and they were all jumping up and down and ready, ready, ready. But at one point I'm like, okay, Mikel showed a bit of, but nah, that was, he just turned it. They were like, mm, the worst thing that he done, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's so so basically, about. yeah, then obviously 1-0, I think, but half time, you know, Klopp's going to be like, fuck him up, bro. Yeah, that's just the Yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. And what, <laughs> second second half was just the true, what do they call that? Like men against boys. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, to be honest, it probably should have been more, but yeah, I'll, I'll take a four. The 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 um in the second half the clear thing was that what didn't work maybe in the first half I, I as I said I switched on from when the beef started happening between the managers yeah, yeah, yeah. um you're passing out from the back either the pressing from Liverpool they intensified it and it got better or you just got worse at trying to play out from the back there was a point uh, where well, I, I think it was the second goal. To, I put it more down to their press because even in the first half they're pressing and but we kind of got away with it at times. Oh, okay. The second time, the second half, yeah. Like I said, they were just like, fuck these guys, we're on it. We're going to press the shit out of you, man, and just take care of business. The second goal, Tavares had a bit of a nightmare. He had a, like a 15 minute, 10 minute spell where you were like, this guy's trying to give away a goal. <laughs> he got away with it a couple of times. And then, like, yeah. In the end, it just caught up on him, and Jota got the second. Um, and Salah added the third and Minamino. Um, what was Minamino? First, literally, like, just, just after he came on. Like yeah, a literally. Or something, a couple like, of minutes after yeah. he came on. Like his first touch. Um, your your goalkeeper is getting huge praise at, at the moment. Um, Not for you, though. I, I saw the friend well. after during the game. Huh? <laughs> during the game, you and Greg was running, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Do you know what? Nah, that was praise for him. That was praise for him. Like, what I was trying to say is that I was taking the piss a bit. Like, he's had practice. He's had good practice for the last two seasons because he got relegated. Nah, and and the stuff that he was having to make. But since he's been at Arsenal, he's faced just as many shots, to be honest. Um, Because he's looking like a hero for you at the moment. And give praise to him. Listen, reflexes-wise... I think it was the first save was um the first save was money. I didn't really see that. I saw that in the replay. Um the second one was from Salah, wasn't it? Yeah. Point yeah. black. That one was more Salah's poor finish. But as Jamie Carragher was saying, it was his reaction after that to the second ball. He reacted really quickly. Um and still second half, he made a couple of decent saves as well. Um he's definitely been a brilliant signing for you, though, after we spoke about it before. About yeah. a lot of us were like, Arsenal spending some crazy money on a guy that's been relegated twice in a row. Um, <laughs> and he, he, he he's, he's producing the goods at the moment and he's submitted that number one shirt for Arsenal anyway. They seem like he's, they're trying to put him in line for challenging for England as well. Yeah. Um, but on that, I think Arteta already made his mind up. You know, I think Leno was going to get dropped anyway. So Arteta, Arteta wanted Ramsdale in. And you've got to be impressed with his mentality and his attitude. Um, I was one of the ones who were quite sceptical of him. But his performances over the last, you know, five, six games, he, he deserves to be number one goalkeeper for you lot. Man. Good attitude. He wants to improve. And he's kind of like a cult hero for you lot at the moment. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and like, you, you, you can see we kind of enjoy his getting peppered. <laughs> like you can half see like he made a save from Trent and Zona on obviously I don't know obviously they've been in the England camp together so I don't know if it was yeah. a little you know like a, a, a veterans kind of thing where he made a save from him and he straight away as as he was hitting the ground from making the jump he was smiling and he just looked at Trent like was just a bit happy as that like, he enjoys yeah. making saves so obviously all goalkeepers must do but I mean he's, he's, he's he looks like that many shots though 
Yeah, of course, of course. But um, especially when they go in and you get you get pissed, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Who was the standout player for you lot on the day? From either side. Or from either side? Yeah, we'll start with Arsenal and then, and then we'll say Liverpool. Who do you think Arsenal's best player was on the day? Probably the guy we just spoke about. No? That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. 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 He, 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 he can see his goals, but he's probably still our best player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was too. Um, Liverpool. Probably Trent. Yeah. You think Trent? That's what probably I would have said. Yeah, he has assistant. I say, like, his, his deliveries, man, like, that, that guy, man, he can literally just deliver at any point in the game. That and you've got people like Mane, Salah, Jota that will finish it. So, yeah, I say Trent. Yeah, he's mad consistent in his role. Yeah, man. that's it as yeah. well, man. Like, obviously, with Liverpool, the thing that stands out, they all know their job. You know what I mean? It, it, you can see the way Liverpool players set up. So they, they, if they struggle at times, they they do a lot of switches of play from fullback to fullback. Um, and Trent is he's like a wheel. He basically is. Like, yeah. when you talk about playmaker, Liverpool don't really create much from midfield. Their no, creativity comes from the, the the explosiveness of Salah or Mane. And if not, then it usually will come from... It used to be Firmino was basically yeah. their kind of... their link-up man. But Trent and Robertson a couple of years ago were... And then Trent stood out again. Well, he's standing out every year now at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I, me personally... I, I thought it was um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, we thought, spoke I, about that actually. Yeah, I thought I thought Oxlade. he was I thought he was brilliant, man. I, I think he he encouraged the press massively. Um, his energy because he was on it. You know what I mean? Like it was a good job. Like I don't know if he's been playing recently, but if he hasn't, like his manager kind of thought, all right, you're playing against your old team. Go out and you know what I mean. He's going to be hungry. He the last couple of games or something. He's, he's, oh, he playing last couple or something? Yeah, yeah. He's he's had a few starts recently. Um, yeah. So I, I thought he was he was really good, man. Um, uh, he could have got a goal himself as well. Got the assist. Got an assist. So well, well. Look at what he did at the other end. Saka's header. Yeah, tracking true. back, challenging him for that. That was a massive moment. Massive. massive I thought that, that was that it's not early in the game, but still, it was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, Diogo Jota. What, what obviously it seems like now we've had a transition in Liverpool, and we haven't seen too many places up for grab. We know the midfield has kind of rotated a bit, we know uh, since Fabinho's coming. Let's be honest, Fabinho cemented his position. But between Thiago, look, Chamberlain, KR, um, Henderson, I don't know if there's anyone else I'm missing out. They, they kind of rotate a bit. Curtis Jones, maybe. Curtis Jones sometimes as well, yeah. Especially last season. Um, they kind of rotate that, that midfield. But when they have never really rotated, there's been that front three. Yeah. We know Jota came in last season. He started really well, got injured. But now, with both 
I mean, well, Firmino wasn't even on the bench, so I don't know if he was injured, but... I think he's injured, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think now Jota has cemented that position? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, because Jota, for me, he fits that mould in the, the front three. Each and every one of them press, and Jota adds goals to that, that, um, that front line, but his defensive work as well is underrated. He'll come there, he'll press, especially the game at Man United. He was pressing our centre-backs, forcing defenders to make a mistake. And he, he creates a lot of That's chances. And, and huh? That's not hard, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not hard. <laughs> uh, we'll do up die any day of the week, man. That fridge. But anyway. Nah, but listen. Jo- 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 listen. Yeah, my boy is the ultimate fridge, but... <laughs> But like I said, man, he's impressive on and off the ball, man. His, his work rate suits what Klopp is. I mean, I get, you've got to give kudos to Klopp, man, just for identifying another player to come in and interchange with potentially Firmino. Because Firmino normally would be, like you mentioned, a playmaker or almost like play that false nine position. Yeah, yeah. And he's able to kind of slot and interchange well. And his goal scoring as well is important for Liverpool, man. It kind of takes the burden off guys like Mane and Salah, man. But he slots in well, man. And I, Again, it's, it's down to Klopp and the recruitment, identifying these type of players to fit into that type of style of play that they want to play. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that, that's a major, major thing for Klopp. He, is, he has a clear identity of, we know his style and, and, and that pressing and the havoc that kind of his teams could cause. And he, he brings them in with his signings. You know what I mean? That like Salah and... Yeah. Even not say Chamberlain, yeah. really suits um, Liverpool's midfield. He's not the most delicate, technical kind of midfielder, no. but he will. He's an engine. He it almost charge. come as like a little Delo signing as well. Everything Who? that I read, uh, Jota. Everything oh. I read, it was all about Triori, linked with Triori, and then out of the blue, boom, they just got Jota. And boy, what a signing, man! What a yeah. signing. And and as I said, that that Firmino was was so important to them, man. Seriously, I remember for that like, a couple of years ago, three years ago, I said like he's 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 not their best player, but he's their most important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because everything goes from around him. He suckers so many people in. It allows Mane and Salah to to run in behind. Which are it doesn't do the role exactly the same, but. I have to say, well, one thing with Jota that is impressive about him is his link-up. Yeah. Like, one, he can travel with the ball quick and play. Do mm. you know what I mean? He can play while on the move. And there's some players that are not so great on the move while linking up and, and, and finding players and teammates and stuff. Um, Jota's good at it. I mean, look, his partnership with Jimenez was so underrated yeah. when he was at Wolves. They, they were... Yeah, they were unbelievable partnership. I remember they tore us up at the lane um, on, a, on a counter-attack and Jota, in the end, Jimenez finished it up. Jota was, what he did with, in that counter-attack was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, man. Because um, we usually talk so much about Salah and, and, and stuff. Um, but there's another there's another player I want to kind of give a bit of props to. I think it's Timakas, man. This hmm. season, I know there's been times where he's had to come and replace... Robertson, because whatever Robertson's been injured or just well, not been able to season, play. Yeah, yeah, he started more games, and I think he's kind of grown into that left back position. And his crossing ability is vital, man. Especially while, like mm. you mentioned with Liverpool, 
They like and to get down the wing yeah. and create opportunities. Yeah. So, and his crossing ability's got better, man. And I think he's kind of adapted quite well to how Liverpool play. I think he's kind of gained, um, what do you call it, Klopp's kind of confidence. Because I think yeah. in the beginning he got him and he's just kind of, eh. but yeah. then when he was he kind of forced him. to, yeah. But when you when he was forced to play him, and was like, obviously he's in bits and train, but then he's like, okay, I can I can rely on this guy. So I think mm. in the beginning he was like, I need a left back, but let's just get this guy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, and then now, now, it's actually thinking like, okay, he's integrated him into the team yeah. fully. You can see it a lot. Yeah. I think that preseason's helped being able to go come back refreshed and get mm. that opportunity to kind of grow and develop in that team. Man, I think he, you know, like I said, he's a great replacement for uh, for for Robinson when he's not playing. And obviously Liverpool, one thing about them, you know, they need that strength and depth because you start picking up apart the f- the first team and you're looking at that. That, that bench, you know, you need to have that that area there, the left back. You know, you kind of need that that extra extra man in there who can deliver just as good as Robinson. So he's getting up to them standards. Yeah. Um oh, I forgot somebody. Yeah, um, that's it. Right, Arsenal with um Tavares. Tavares is what's he played the last like three, four games in a row? Three, four games, I think, yeah, with um when Tini was out injured. But I think Back, back now because he yeah. was on the bench. He was yeah. on the bench. So but I think to that point, but I think to that point, Tavares had kind of earned his thing to stay in there. But I it's think right to stay in there. Yeah, but off the back of that now and then with Tierney back, because I think I think he thought, you know what? Instead of rushing Tierney back, I can I can kind of ease him back, get him into training, and then I guess off the back of this game, kind of shows that Tierney needs to start. You know what I mean? Now he's he's um been back in training a little bit, got through it. Da, 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 I think because he was a bit too reckless. Who? <laughs> Tavares. Oh yeah, I mean, you know look, what I mean, so it's like, but like what, I said, what? it's youngsters, bro. It's youngsters. It's like they they but, they need to learn. But on on the on the tactic side, was you was you disappointed that you you kept trying it, or do you believe that you should be trying it still to play out from the back? Because clearly you were just causing yourself, you couldn't even get out of that first quarter of the pitch. So, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of. No, don't get me wrong. You could play out the back, but don't make it your only way because you're too obvious. And then they're just like, okay, we just need to sit on you and then win the ball. Especially Liverpool. Yeah, so far start up the pitch, and it's like, thing. Okay, we've done you. Mm. Have some variety to it because Emery was the same man, Mister Good Evening. I've, no matter what, I'm just going to play out of the back. I'm going to play out of the back, and we just mm. we just set ourselves up for trouble, man. Mm. Yeah, like it you're, was talking, so... you're talking about oh Ramsdale can can put a ball out there, then use him, man. Don't just everything play out from the back and then get get yourself caught out. But boy, I, I think yeah. it was a good game for Arsenal because a lot of people were getting caught up with the idea they want to eight game unbeaten run. This is a good. Yeah. Ge- this is a good game to see where where Arsenal kind of shape up against a good team like Liverpool, who are one of the teams you look at to see who's going to win the the Premier League. And you know, I, I don't think there was any Arsenal fan who would have thought they were going to win this game, go to Anfield and get points or even get a draw. They were going to get beaten. We didn't know what the score was going to be, but you know they got comprehensively beaten. But some of the positives you can take out of it, there was moments in that game where, you know, I mean. Partey had an opportunity where he ball, I think he skimmed one player, then forced a save out of um, Allison. Oh, the uh, one you know, we went for top quarter. 
Yeah, it went for top corner. Yeah, I think he tried yeah, I mean, that, that a couple wasn't of really times. A, that wasn't really a chance. That was just a very it's, good it's effort. Still creating something. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, listen, they they did in the second half in that moment where they kept trying to play out from the back and it was going wrong. They actually did one move where it worked really well, and I think Abamian got in, and um, I think Anson saved it with his toe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been a good yeah. goal, really good goal. Like, and you can see that's the kind of goal that they were trying to score by playing it out from the back. But you kind of just think we're just what? So we're happy with that one chance that we made because other than that, in the second half, didn't make anything, and they were making chances for Liverpool way more for Liverpool than it was for them. So, as I said, I get it as a coach. You want to bed this into your team. You accept the mistakes, and 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 you you learn from them, and and you hope that they'll grow confidence. It's just a team like Liverpool at Anfield. I mean, while you were kind of still in the game to start second half and lose a goal so early like that, um, yeah, was a bit kind of shot themselves in the foot a bit. Um, yeah. They'll they'll learn from that that game, and they'll learn this. From that, and I think he'll make a couple of changes for the next for the next game. Especially yeah. I think that left back position, Victorian needs to come back in. Yeah. All right. But we're going to do this different. We usually do it in order of game on the weekend, mm-hmm. but we're going to go next um, to one of the three o'clock kickoffs, Vicarage Road, and then we'll go through in um, in order of of game. Yeah. Um, because. We're going to go to Vicarage Road, um, Watford, Man United. Um, bit of a shock. Well, bit of a shock. I don't know how you feel, but 4-1 to Watford in the end. Um, that's a lot of goals Watford have scored under Ranieri, well, especially in two games. Was it five at Everton, four here at home to United. Um, former United player Josh King scored after 28 minutes before that. They had won a penalty, which Saar had to take twice. He missed the first one. Mm. Um, and his teammate, Feminia, scored a rebound. Um, but he had entered the box before the penalty was taken. So it was retaken. Saar stepped up again and missed yeah. again. And this time there was no rebound. Um, so United survived that early scare. Um, but Watford kept putting it on United and Josh King scored for 28 minutes. Star then made up for his penalty misses just before our time and smashing a lovely strike um, for 2-0. Um, second half, United made a change at half-time. Donny van der Beek came on. David was dancing in his front room, I know, when he saw that. Um, and then he was... Uh, wow. I was going to say something graphic, but let's not say that. Um, yeah, because then Donny scored. So I don't know what he was doing at that moment. He must have been really happy. Um, uh, well, well. <laughs> yeah, keep it to yourself, mate. Um, so that made it 2-1 and you thought, oh, usual United comeback is on here. And then the captain of Manchester United, Harry Maguire, got himself sent off. Um, two quick yellow cards. The second bad touch and a lunge in on... Um, who was it? Cleverly. Who? Cleverly. Cleverly. Yeah. yeah, Cleverly. Um, got himself sent Love off. Another former United player. Yeah, and then um, United, um, United, Watford then killed the game off in injury time. João Pedro getting his first Premier League goal. 
And then Emmanuel Dennis, who had a good game, um, Terrific game. scored a fourth. And that resulted in finally United making the decision and second Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, David, we know your view on that. <coughs> so we're not going to ask you. <coughs> but OG. OG. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. Jesus just, Christ. That, 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 that reminiscent of the 4-1, bro. Yeah. Depressing. It's depressing. But, yeah, man. Well, like you're going to really have to reminisce now because you're going to have to talk about it. But um, not about the game. Let's just <laughs> go on the manager. And we no, not... I, think, I think it's good to talk about the game. Give Watford their, their, their props, man. And, yeah, and I, I, I hear that. But, man, it really got time. We'll be here all night. Um, wow. Because we're going to be on this a bit and then we've got to go through the other results. So... Um, well, you can obviously talk on the match if you want, that's fine. Um, but the main question is, you was more an only in guy up until a point. When was it that you lost your patience now looking at it that he's gone? When for you was you like, I'm worried and I think that this guy isn't good? Well, there was always worries, but yeah, I was an only in guy. But the 5 0 to Liverpool at Old Trafford. That was it for me. You you cannot at home put in a performance like that against one of your biggest rivals and get smoked five nil. For me, that was just total embarrassment, and I think really he should have just walked after that. It, it was it was diabolical. Like I think after that result, that's when that's when it should have been curtains for him. Um, right, he's gone now. Um, and David, you can get involved in this. Um, he's gone now. Um, and as we know, he has left, but his staff have stayed, which I find very confusing. Um, but quickly before that, um, after the match, um, obviously, this is before it was announced that he was sacked, he went over and apologized to the fans. Um, and Bruno Fernandes was there behind him and then pointed to the manager and was trying to indicate to the crowd that no, it's not his fault. Don't give him abuse. Don't boo him. It's not all him to blame. And then pointed at the players and said, all the players are to blame. And um, what is your two's view as Manchester United fans on that OG first? Um, it is. It is them to blame as well. They, they weren't performing for him. Um it's no good going over to the fans saying, yeah, it's like all of our faults. Show it on the pitch then. Like, I just feel like it was a little bit of an act, to be fair. Yeah, that's how I see it. David? It was shambolic from, from Bruno, man. Too little, too late, man. Where was all that energy on the pitch? Mm-hmm. Those, 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 those results we had to witness as Man United fans, seeing us getting peppered left, right and centre. Yeah. And, you're, and you have the audacity to come and go behind Oli and, and say it's all of us. Listen, you, you, sh- you should be ashamed of yourself because it was a shocking. To lose to Watford in the manner we did was abysmal. This is a team, yeah? No disrespect to, to Watford. But a team that come up from the championship, yeah, have just replaced manager, yeah? Obviously, Ranieri. They got peppered 5-0 at home at, at Liverpool before the international break. And they saw us coming from a mile away, man. They, saw, they prepared that game so diligently and, and, and Oli again, capable 
the same type of players making the same mistakes and there are no consequences. And Bruno has been terrible this period. The, probably mm. his best game was against Leeds, where everyone was all jumping up, like I mentioned. We're going to win the league, going to win mm. the league. Rubbish. That, that was everyone's best game. Everyone's best game, even McTominay's. And <laughs> gradually, <laughs> gradually, game on game, we just got worse and worse and worse. Even Bruno. The guy, when he first came on, he you know, through the scenes, and listen, he was our star player. He carried us through. So kind of papered over the cracks of how, how shit Oli was as a manager. Do you know what but, I heard? I heard the first half of that Watford game, Bruno gave the ball away 15 times. There you go. 15 times. Shocking, man. Sham- shambles. Shambles. Okay, so he's gone... Um, um, from the plans of what we hear from the board is to, um, well, we know it's been given to um, Michael Carrick to take over as caretaker for now. He's going to be supported by all the staff that Oli had, basically. I think Fletcher has stepped away from his technical director or whatever bullets role he was doing, and he'll be on the bench. Um, he was on the bench tonight. Yeah. Um and then the idea after that is during this time, they will search for an interim coach until the end of the season. And the end of the season, you'll try and attack whatever your first choice or obviously maybe giving themselves time to really sit and, and draw up a plan for who they're going to attack in the summer. Um, what is you lot's view on that plan? What's it again, sorry? What is your view on that plan? First of all, Oli's staff staying. Do you have a problem with that? And then um, the interim coach, do you think that Man United should just go all out for a manager now? Or do you agree with what Gary Neville's said as well, that there isn't a candidate out there at the moment that they can get, so just take an interim until the end of the season? You see, uh, the whole thing with keeping Oli's staff, like... I just think they should go all out, try get someone now because we're not in the worst of positions in the league. It could get worse. And that's a bit controversial to say. But if we went all out and got someone No, it's definitely going to get worse. <laughs> I can guarantee you. Well, you're, hoping, you're hoping things get worse. No, no well, I guarantee that, mate. <laughs> I know well, who you've got next. I know who you've got next. So. I, think, I think we're going to finish above you anyway. Oh, <laughs> okay. my goodness. Oh, that's a big claim, David, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But, thank you. Logical, logical but, thinking. But, no, but this Tottenham, like Tottenham, do, Tottenham do what Tottenham do best, but they flop. It don't right. matter what manager is we're in there. We're not talking about Tottenham. But the confidence <laughs> in your voice, I just had to let you know we're going to finish you. Oh, all, right. all right, great. So, OG, I finish off. Um, interim to the end of the season. Yeah, but who? Yeah, but it's like, what, we won 2-0 tonight, yeah, with Carrick taking charge tonight. Well, are they just going to keep him as interim until the end and then get someone like we did with uh, Giggs? Um after after Moyes got sacked. Well, it's a lot um, more time that Carrick's going to have the job until yeah, the end of the season true. than what Ryan Giggs did. So to leave him in charge of, what, 26 games? Sounds mm, a bit... Yeah. It's, 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 it's a big risk. It's a big risk. And I think, I think now we should go all out and try and get someone that is going to come in for the long term. But 
you know, all this talk about Poch and whatnot, like, why would he leave PSG? You know, they're, they're, they're going to win their league. They're going to go far in the Champions League. There's no point in him leaving, like, at the start of the season to come in and take over. So, I can't really see who would at this moment in time. And I, and I, I bet you we will end up with just keeping Carrick and Ole's old staff until the end of the season. David? The problem is, is the board. The board decided prior to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked to renew the contracts of Carrick, Phelan and McKenna. And now they find themselves now paying compensation, not only to Ole, but these members, these members of staff who were there before Ole was manager. And the problem is for us is that if we do attack and go for a manager, what are the conditions? Are they going to mm. say, oh, are we going to have to keep one, they, of these, yeah. one of these managers. That's a good point. Uh, one, of the, one of these assistants. Along they always with the, bring the staff that you're going to bring in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's this incompetence from the board. And, you know, the, the thing I'm hearing as well is that, you know, with Solskjaer going, they didn't have a plan, plan B. They never, this season, like I mentioned before, they had no ambitions to think about getting another manager because they were so all in on this project of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, this was the year. True. To win, to win something, to go be title challengers, this has kind of thrown a spanner in the works. But if you're a team, if you're any team of any common sense, from top to bottom, you would have a contingency plan. It's very clear to see that Oli was not the man for the job. There was a lot of delusion in the board. And even now, indecision in terms of getting an interim or, or getting a full manager, go and get a, a full manager in. We're Manchester yeah. United. We have the funds and the means to go speak to these 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 so-called managers at other clubs, come up with a deal and pay pay the release clause. We, going we're the back, club that's going struggling. back to what you said, David, after the five 0 to Liverpool, that's when they started. That's when they should have started to think of a plan B. After that five 0 to Liverpool, they should have started to think of a plan B. And like you said, they haven't. We were stuck with him, and now where do we go? Yeah, but the, the, the problem with that was the 5-0. It was embarrassing, but they're not view, they're not viewing Oli as as the manager. You know, it's a results business. People are saying, oh, he's a lovely guy, he's this and that. Forget all of that. He was rubbish. At one viewing Oli Gunnar Solskjaer as the manager of Manchester United, he was no good for a very long period of time. Yeah, he got second and third, and maybe, yeah, he harmonised the, the, the dress room after uh, Mourinho left with all the toxic shit that went on. But... As far as I'm concerned, from a results business, he didn't win any trophy. And United have to get a manager in to, to save the rest of the season. And if that means getting someone like Poch, pay the money and bring him to Old Trafford. Because we need a manager. Forget all this interim crap. Get a, a manager, pay the means, whether it's Poch, Rogers, or who, Ten Hag, get someone in. That should be the, the next step, the most logical step forward for Man United. But like I said, I don't have no faith because we've got a board that is so incompetent that all they're worried about is getting top four and making sure they take the dividends out of the club. It's a joke. Dan, do you have any questions for them? Uh, I think they've said it, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to lie. It's, like, it's entertaining listening to these two, but this and that, bro. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's no positive at the moment obviously there was a positive result tonight you know kudos to Carrick and, and, the, and the team but I think what I was going to say one thing let's say obviously Carrick's in charge 
the weekend. Chelsea, right? Let's yeah. say they turn around. I'm not, I can't I don't sit know, here and I, say, oh, saying, you know. I don't know if, if, if they win or whatever, but if the, the yeah. performance is actually all right, then they just say, rah, things are turning around, and then they put him in charge. Was it literally like or what or you hoping for? You get smoked as much as you don't want to lose to Chelsea, and then it's like this ain't gonna work. Get a manager it pushes it along quicker. Yeah. But then if, if he get, gets that if he gets that result, they could be like, Well, we made the right decision, get a character. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The, the, the board seems that dumb, they, they'll think yeah. like that. So you you what you're trying to say is that the result just slaps them in the face where they're like, oh shit, we need to hurry up. We need to do something. We need to get drastic. Yes. You know what I mean? But um, then, I was going to say, the flip side is, let's say they turn around and get a result against Chelsea now. Then that's a slap in the face to think like, these same players basically just admits that they down tools for Oli. Yeah. Because the same coaches are right there. That's what I'm saying. The same staff are right yeah. there. Obviously today they've got the result now. Below right But I'm saying, if you, if you, Turn around and get a result against Chelsea with the same staff and these players. That just shows all them players are dickheads. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Not all of them. I mean, I mean, like I said, only had his favourites. All of them. No, them. No, no, it's one of them ones. You can have one or two who mm. might just wanted that, but you know what? The others will be like, yeah, yeah, done. As, but if the way that that performance was on on Saturday. Yeah. That was like a everyone down tools and said we're not doing it for this bread. Now if they turn around with that, that same the same squad and them same coaches and turn it around and it's like all of a sudden it's like night and day, it's a muck. Mm-hmm. Like you're professionals, bro. Oh yeah, that That's... was the last thing. All these interviews, did you cry? <laughs> it was embarrassing. Yeah, nah, they mocked him. In my opinion, I don't know why but he wanted he to be that. mocked. Bro, when have you ever seen never, when have you ever seen a manager get fired and then I'm gonna do an interview for the in-house fucking thing? Bro. Yeah, never. Does not make man feel ever. sorry for him. Make man feel sorry for him. That's all it is. I didn't cry, nothing like that. I just felt, I felt a bit of sorry for him, you know. Nah, I did, bro. <laughs> How can you feel sorry for a guy who's getting compensation? That was a yeah, part but of the David, compensation oh, package. Compensation, bro. You could see it means more to him than just getting yeah, a compensation exactly, package. Ah, oh, rubbish, man. Listen, I, and I think there's more to it. Like, it's like not his fault. Saying, it's the players. It's the players that didn't want to play for this guy, man. That's what. It's I not his fault. That. He's a shit manager. It's not his fault. He was given the job. It's not his fault that he kept the job when he probably had had stayed too long. Anyway, is that none of that's his fault? His job is to manage, and that's what he tried to do to the best of his ability. But, but, I don't believe he did yeah. not try to do that. He, he did some skeptical things, yeah, but uh, suspect. At, I mean, at, to, at least. To... He, he had Donny Van der Beek on, on on an attempt to charge on the bench, bro. That's that's what he felt like, bro. He was he was quarantined on the bench for since he but, since he came to Man oh, United. Bro, what was I gonna say? This is a guy taking on Man United, one of the biggest jobs in football, and his his resume was Cardiff. Molder, Molder, hmm. Where, all right, you did bits Cardiff in Norway. Really you did bits in Norway, but that's not really difficult. Yeah. No disrespect. You, you Molder's one of the bigger teams in Norway. You, you should have yeah. won a title. And Cardiff, hmm. like I oh, just said, relegated. <laughs> I think <laughs> his his one should have been literally what they hired him for to get to the end of that that first season after Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was the Paris Saint Germain yeah, yeah. thing. That's what gassed. Every, that's what that's yeah. what gassed them up, isn't it? But, mm-hmm. but 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 just 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 the last thing, 
yes or no, just say yes or no. Um, has he left you in a better position than you was in when he came? What, right at this moment in time? Well, yeah. Well, clearly no. 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 David? The, the, board, have, the board have left, gave, gave Oli the tools, so... So you've been left so. in a better position, you're saying? I would say to be left in a better position. Then when Mourinho, when Mourinho left, no, I think feel... that team's in a better position than it was under Mourinho. Yeah, the, that's the, what the I players he's got now, and there's obviously yes, they down tools, but in general, they're you see there's something between them. They're, they're yeah, happy yeah. between them. It's a lot and, more and potential got, with the squad. And you've got better players. Yeah, you've got better players. But that will make that's what even makes it even worse that he was given a be, that you know better players got the got the players that he wanted wanted there, and he still couldn't do anything. All right, let's come off this now because. We'll be all night. Um, we're talking about Chelsea because that's who Man United have up next. Um, Chelsea went to Leicester and, I mean, it was as good a performance as you're going to see. Um, they ran out 3-0 winners. Rudiger with the first scored a header. That was basically carbon copy of Arsenal's first goal um, when they visited Leicester and they won 2-0. Um, Rudiger with the near post flick on header. Um then N'Golo Kane scored a lovely goal, a lovely build-up, um, nice play from James into Kane, drove through the middle and just stroked it with his left foot, found a near corner, Bosch, Michael, um, and then substitute, both substitutes, um, Zayic and Pulisic linked up with Pulisic scoring the third for Chelsea, comfortable, as comfortable as you're going to get. Um Yeah, I, I just have to say one thing, and you look if you've got anything to say or any player that you want to talk about or whatever, it is just a general um, brilliant job that Tuchel's doing. As I say, the, the job as a manager is to improve every single player. And they have got to that point now where he, there's no one that you question, where you maybe have questions about, Hudson Odoi, because, well, I did. Um, and he was brilliant. Mm. It, it, they just all look comfortable. They all look like they know what they're doing. The two wingbacks, Chilwa and James, just having fun, just playing wherever they want, centre midfield, mm. out wide. James, James scoring a bag of goals as well. Yeah, yeah, scoring a bag of goals, getting assists, both of them. So, um, and the defence, Chalaba coming in, someone... We didn't even know about just coming in and slotted in nicely. They they did try to buy Kunde, um, but they did, didn't get him in the end, and that was the chance for Chalabar and Tuchel's given it to him, and he's taken it. Tiago, oh, Tiago Silva, yeah, very Tiago impressive Silva. again. Edward Mendy just makes every save look easy. Oh, just nice. easy. Um, but I, I like what I like as well is, is the role that Kante. Is employing now because obviously Jorginho is the one that's just sitting there. Mm. It kind of gives can't a root license to go forward, and he now he's More adding goals to his game. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to see Kante going forward and joining, linking up well with the with the forward players. And like you mentioned, Shalabar, man, grabbing his opportunity. Obviously, not signing Kunde, man. He's very assured at the back, very quick. Kind of helps the the play and and, and Chilwell as well. I mean, beginning of the season, he weren't getting a look in. It was all about yeah. Alonso, 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 and mm-hmm. now he's just come back and. <laughs> Alonso's rotting on that bench, 
rightly so. I, because... I think the the strength of their squad because you you can see obviously he's got that that spine of certain players he wants to put, but he can rotate some in and out, and it doesn't seem like they miss a beat when they do. Yeah, 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 yeah for true. real. Like Lukaku, yeah. Lukaku and Werner weren't even in the squad against Leicester. Yeah, yeah, and and, and sometimes there is games where you could see Chelsea are, are lacking the striker like they did last season, but at the moment. Okay, As I said, they're getting goals from midfield and everywhere else. Where last season, at times, they wasn't getting that. Um, yeah, but Kante, we've seen it in the past, people giving that box-to-box role, and, and he can't do it. He can't do it. Um, yeah. And in this Chelsea team, you know, there was times Frank was making him do it, always making him do it, never had him really having a responsible job. Um. But yeah, right now, playing alongside Jorginho, as you said, Jorginho does more to sit in and he's a, he's a deep playmaker and Kante is allowed to use his athleticism. And um, listen, yeah. we always talk about Kante, how brilliant he is. But you um, also see with Tuchel as well, how he kind of um, rotates himself and Kovacic, because Kovacic has been impressive this season as well. Oh, brilliant, but he's, he's injured at the moment. Injured at the moment, yeah, but yeah. yeah. But he's been brilliant, yeah. And so. Loftus-Cheek as well, and he's, he's featuring in the team as he's well. He's starting to feature more, yeah. Yeah, he's starting to feature more as well. And my boy, Christensen, has been summoned to the bench. <laughs> he signed um, that new contract, that's why. Well, neither is Rudiger, bro. And he's... Uh, Rudiger's higher profile, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, just really solid. Um... Leicester, I do want to talk about Leicester for a minute. Um, it's it's gone back. We thought they were getting over the hill, but they just beat a shit team um, in Man United. Um, but they were kind of Arsenal kind of stopped them looking like they were coming back to. They were showing signs of returning, and now that the slump has kind of continued. Um, we asked it so many times earlier in the early weeks. Are you worried about Leicester? Um, I don't know if I'm even going to talk about that. I mean, what I am going to say is, I, I, I think the project is over, and that might be too early to say that. And people might say, "What are you talking about?" But I just see the signs that I've seen many, many times before in in a group. Where I think there's too many players, and it doesn't even need to take many, but they've got too many issues going on, too many injuries at the back, way too many, which is not their fault, but they've been unlucky with injuries. Rogers has been for years at Leicester. Um, They're missing for Farnham, man. For, for... Yeah, yeah, that, that's part yeah. of it. But but Telemans, yeah. I, I I think you look at, and I, he doesn't want to be there. No, I think and he Madison felt as he's. Well. A, and who? And Madison as well. He's a, he's yeah, a problem. Yeah, now, now, Madison, I don't feel for. I don't understand. I mean, okay, the one thing I can say is that he was linked with Arsenal and that maybe turned his head. But I would say Madison is at his level. That's just my opinion. You lot might not agree with me, but that, that's just what I feel. I feel he's at his... I think he's got more to prove at Leicester where I think um, Tielemans... I think he deserves to be playing in the Champions League now. And I think he knows that. I think his agents probably told him that. His teammates at Belgium, he's probably looking around and saying, shit, like, I, I think it was that thing team. about to get to get out of Monaco. He had to kind of play in the... He was kind of like, all right, I'm going to go to Leicester. And obviously he was thinking, but 
it was always meant it was always going to be that you hate to see it a stepping stone. But they were always going to be that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was always going to be the stepping stone. Leicester don't want to hear that, but that's that's what they were for yeah. this guy. And right now, because like you said, he deserves Champions League football. You because you can see the quality he's got mm. and what he's surrounded by. Not not to say that everyone in Leicester should, but he's he's kind of he's like a step above, mm. and he deserves to be in a better team. And yeah. then during the summer, he had all them teams kind of sniffing around and this that, and the other. It's it's, it's turning in his head because now he knows he's got people looking at him. Mm. Yeah, and so, and I, I, and I think that has affected the manager. I honestly do. I think it's affected the manager. Not in he's still trying to do his job to the best of his ability, and he will he will try to do that. But I think you can see in Brendan that. He's probably like, you know what? Uh, my my one of my best players kind of deserves to move on. Um, and and it's about recycling again, replacing him. And and I just think by time that needs to happen, Brendan will be looking at I could be doing a job somewhere else. That's what Look, I was just about to say. The job I think to... his reports on that. Hmm? Like reports on like Brendan like going to United and so and so that maybe yeah yeah you know, results ain't going their way yeah and 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 I think that's probably affecting him. Well, he's probably like maybe 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 it is time for me as well. You know what I mean? It, 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 listen, it's about timing, and this Man United decision thing is going to be about timing unless they do bite the bullet now not bite the bullet but they shoot the gun now and, and say look we're going to go for this person that person if there's someone that they are really looking at that is available now I've heard Valverde's name but yeah Brendan Rodgers I've said this, it before the compensation at 8 million so if they wanna, for Brendan for Brendan if they want to so get yeah Brendan. so I think they're prepared to lose it I think they are um, I think it just comes down to you look and I think it's that Situation with a lot of the managers, to be honest. I mean, Poch might be a bit harder because PSG, as I said, they're, they're big boys and they don't want to be bullied. They don't want a manager taken off them. But I think, uh, I think, I don't, I don't think they're going to be bullied. I think, I, I, look, they got Zidane. They, they've spoken to Zidane if, if that's one option. But I think with Leicester, like you mentioned with Rogers, I think when they won the FA Cup last season, I think that was the end of the pro. That's as good as it got for, for Rogers. Possibly, nah, as good as it got would have been finishing the Champions League and he should have done it twice to be honest yeah, but injuries, yeah. I, I, Zidane thing as I said I don't know I don't know about that I don't know if he wants to do club football again I, I, I mean personally I think, I think he knows that club football ain't for him I heard him I heard he was holding out for the if Deschamps yeah. leaves then he'll and take I, the, the international job and I think that is I think that's what he wants to do but obviously if something pops up in the meantime would you do a quick stop that? But at the same time, big PSG won a quick stop guy. So all that doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I, I that's the situation I think that's going on at Leicester, um, which is sad. Which is sad because they were they were progressing. As I said, it's, it's they've been unlucky with injuries, and they're still adding players. Don't get me wrong, Pats and Dakar, um, it's a good signing. Ian Atro was finally. Like last season, he showed signs that he was he was arriving to the party. Um, but yeah, uh, I, think, I, think, I, I think when when Vardy does go, that's going to be a major major issue for them because you know oh, he's of still course. potent. He still scores goals. Well, he, he's kind of dried up this season for the team. first time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know what. But it was always going to happen. 
They lost yeah. Kante, they lost Mares, they lost um Chilwell. Maguire. <laughs> Drink yeah, well. Maguire. Before that, um, as I said, like the, the that Premier League winning team, the captain and all that Morgan going and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of buildings to do, but let's move on. Um we were talking about four managers made their home debuts. Um Villa Park, Steven Gerrard made his. And it ended up being a brilliant one for him. No goals conceded and two goals scored. They left it very late. Um, I watched this game. I'll, I'll get into it a bit more after. Um, Ollie Watkins um, scored a wonderful goal. Cut inside, put it in the far corner, smashed it in the far corner. And then Tyrone Mings just five minutes later. And a second as I sent them two goals that came in the last 10 minutes. Um, still the victory for Gerard. Um, delighted with it because they were pretty shit. <laughs> they they started the game well, first 10, 15 minutes, which maybe you would have expected they were going to be on it with a new manager. They pressed a lot and were very high up the field. You can see that was the difference with them from Dean Smith. Uh, it was a lot higher up the field. Um, but no one really improved. I mean... Would you say John McGinn playing well is improving? He usually plays well. Um, but apart from that, as I said, that there wasn't really any signs. And listen, he hasn't been there long, so it's not a criticism of him. But yeah, they were fortunate. The typical, typical Brighton. Brighton played yeah, lovely football. Like we mentioned, yeah. Yeah, played like lovely you, football, like created a few chances. Sam. Yeah. Not enough chances, but creating a few chances was a big one right before our time. The goalkeeper stopped um, for uh, Martinez for Villa. Um, but yeah, just missed that threat, that goal threat, that real guy that's going to, you can feed in the box, that real target man. And in the end, no goals and, and they conceded too late on and they walk away with no points. Potter will be pissed. Um, a great start for Gerard. Um, a lot more improving to do, but as I said, maybe that, that will give them a big confidence boost um, going into next fixture, which we'll talk about fixtures um, for next week, for the weekend um, after. Um, uh, there was a couple crazy, crazy games. We're going to talk about them back-to-back um, thrillers. And the first was between Burnley and Crystal Palace ended 3-3. Christian Benteke, Bentek man is back. I think I can say he's officially back now. Um, he scored the first um, open-up score and gave Crystal Palace the lead. Then Ben Mee equalised. Then um, Burnley took the lead for Chris Wood. Christian Benteke then equalised 2-2. 3-2, they went ahead. Crystal Palace at half-time. Um, Mark Gahey, just before half time, and then just after half time, my old favourite Maxwell Corne, the oh, only man, black man in Burnley, tr- turned yeah. up again, um, and it ended that free free. Um, Crystal Palace continued to impress, be entertainers. They've dropped a lot of points where they felt they shouldn't have, but to be honest, they should have walked away with nothing. Because right, right on full time. Vidra was clean in one on one, should have finished, man. Um, guy, you would say Gator or Gator, whatever you say his name, 
made a decent save, but at the same time, I mean, Pedro should have tucked. Should have tucked, man. Um, then the other three-three was Eddie Howe's first game in charge, but he wasn't. Even though he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> Caught COVID. Shockingly. I mean, bad luck for him. Um, I think it was the night before the game. Um, so he wasn't on the bench. His assistant, Mike Tindall, was. If that is his name, if I can remember, like a G. Um, crazy game. I watched this game. Was trying to watch them both at the same time. So um, the, And the Villa game at the same time. So cool glimpses. Um, Newcastle got a very good start after 10 minutes. Um, Jamal Lascelles gave him the lead. Instantly, former Newcastle man, Ivan Tony equalised and he enjoyed it. Trust me. Mm. He enjoyed it in front of them Newcastle fans. Kissed the Brentford badge. Um, got into his right foot, smashed it really hard, but the goalkeeper shockingly let it go through him, basically. Um, and then Rico Henry popped up at the back post, made it 2-1 to Brentford. And then your boy, Joe Linton, with the <laughs> equaliser for Newcastle, um, got onto his left foot, smashed it inside the box. He was delighted with it. Um, then a bit unlucky, Burnley and um, Brentford, sorry, Burnley. Brentford um, then took the lead again, 3 2. Um, a strike from your boy Onyema. Is that his name? Onyema. Yes. Is that his name? Uh, is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't start a fan. I said Onyema. All right, man. Um, his, his strike took a deflection off Jamal Lascelles and went in on goal. And then your boy, another one, St. Maximum. Wow. What a player. All um, the celebration crazy, was crazy. was even better. Yeah, yeah. Um, he made it free, free. He puts them in row Z, or he puts them in the bottom corner. Um, very much row Z, to be honest. But um, I got to look at the stats here because this could be what we've got to look forward to for Newcastle. This survival yeah. mission yeah. that they're on could be hella entertaining. They had twenty three shots. When have you heard of that Newcastle twenty three shots? Yeah. That, not since the Keegan days. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how it could be under Eddie Howe, man. I mean, we spoke about it and I said, I don't know about Eddie Howe, but listen, if they go down, they're going to go down fighting anyway. Um, the only thing is, this is the type of team that they need to be picking up three points against. Yeah. I know they were a bit unlucky, as I said, at times. Um, but yeah. 23 shots is going to be entertainment under a how you would expect. It's what he can do in January, what what the club can do in January to, to help their survival hopes and try and bring in some defenders for him because he's going to need them. He was never the greatest defensive manager anyway, but he did have some decent defenders at um, Brentford. Um, Bournemouth, sorry. Jesus Christ, Brentford. Um, but, yeah, as I say, his recruitment, wasn't very good. One recruit that was very good was Nathan Aki. And listen, I think we spoke about it before, that would be a shout for Newcastle because he doesn't get no game time at um, City. City. So then, the final, well, not the final home debut, sorry, the third home debut was um, Dean Smith with his Norwich side now. Um, and he got off to a perfect start. 2-1 victory over Southampton. Chair Adams gave Southampton a lead, an instant lead. 
and an instant reply from Timo Puki, um, Timo Puki, what am I talking about? Um, near post header, Kogi Pachudra, but to be honest. And then birthday boy Grant Hanley scored a win over 10 minutes to go. Massive, massive, massive result for Norwich. As I said, these are the type of games that they're going to have to try and win. Um, and they did. That's back to back. Two home wins. Two home wins? Oh, no. It was an away yeah. win, sorry, at Brentford last week. Um, not last week, before the international break. So two back to back wins is huge for them. Um, and Dean Smith. Perfect start. Um, do you know what? I've been looking to try and see this goal and I didn't. There was one goal that separated Wolves and West Ham. Raul Jimenez with the goal. Did anyone see it? Yeah, no. he scored from the edge of the edge of the, um, edge of the uh, area box. It was, a, it was a good finish. Good finish, it's good, yeah. see, it's good to see him back after that horrific injury, man. Yeah, yeah and scoring goals, man. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's 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 it seems like a, a partnership that's working. It uh, is, man. But this is what I've said. Uh, sorry. Um, with Jimenez, Jimenez is a guy, he's good with a partner, really yeah. good with a partner. And I think that last year, after Jota left, they never replaced Jota really. And they kind of struggled with just Jimenez as the centre forward on his own. Once he gets a partner with him, like when he had Jota, and now he's got Huang, as you say. It gets the best out of him, man, because he uses his strength. He links up really well with um, with his strike partner as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Pedence had a good game as well. I know he's come back from injury. He had a really good game, very lively, in with the action as well. Okay. West Ham struggled. West Ham struggled a bit today. I think the style of play was all wrong for. Him. Well, have you gone silent? No, no. I'm just saying that. Oh, uh, you just stopped talking. <laughs> No, I'm just saying their style of play was. I just said their style of play was all wrong, man. They struggled to do with, with Wolves, uh, okay. their attacking intent and that. So they looked quite solid. Um, right, let's see what we got next, 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 next. We go to Sunday. Right, sadly, I didn't see any of these goals. Um, so you look can talk through them if you want. Um, yeah, I mean. The Point first name. goal, I want to say, is what a pass. Cancelo. Cancelo. I heard about ah, it. I heard about it. I see it. From the outside boot. Ah, oh, tremendous, beauty, man. Beauty. He split the defence like the like the plague, man. Listen, he just... just <laughs> like the plague. Listen, straight into Sterling's foot and Sterling just had to... He had to finish that. Tremendous. Oh, if he missed it, oh, man. Ah, the water that's part, boot, that's the assist of the season for, yeah, for me at the moment. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. I need to watch oh, it. Oh, tremendous. Brilliant. No, but Raheem's the kind of guy who still could have missed it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that guy. Yeah, trust me. Fuck up the grades. He almost kind of sliced it into the top yeah. corner. <laughs> but then, Rodri, Jesus. Like a bullet from a gun, blood. Oh, oh. I thought that. Oh, that was a banger. That was yeah, a banger. That was a top bid. <laughs> oh, tremendous. For me, man of the match for me. Oh, you fantastic. haven't even said who they're playing. Oh, Everton. We all know they played Everton. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we all know they played Everton. <laughs> um, and then the last goal. Yeah, Bernardo Silva kind of capitalised on that. I think Palmer was uh, had a shot that got ricocheted a bit and then somehow uh, Bernardo Silva got it and was able to slot it into the, the bottom of the goal. I mean, it was overall it was a really good performance. Um, even Palmer starting the game. Are we you know, tired, Pets, yeah? Yeah, he yeah. Started, started the game. It was quite impressive oh, to me. 
Yeah, kind of giving the youngsters a go. Yeah, yeah, some other youngsters come on. The number eighty got replaced by the number eighty-seven or something. That's not yeah. 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 James, what's his name? Mac Mac McAntee. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. he did. He did. He didn't look too bad, but well, he, I know he didn't have any minutes. Yeah, they, they got, I don't think they have long on there, but you, yeah. you could see he's he had a little touch on him. You think he was like, that's like they were saying, it's like a conveyor belt. It's like David yeah, Silva just left his imprint there, yeah. and it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I have to say about Evan, there's a syndrome, there's a syndrome down at that club, man. Seriously, any manager that comes in, you think, shit, this guy could be the guy. To take Everton somewhere. And then a month mm. later, you're like, oh shit, they're back to Everton again. <laughs> That's what's happened with Rafa. I know, I know he's had a couple of injuries. I know that. Yeah, um yeah. Decore gonna be out still for a couple more weeks. And um Calvert Lewin has My been out forever at this point. And he started really well. I know that, but I mean, Jesus. It's the Everton fans of the toxicity in that club, man. They expect <laughs> they expect so much, bro. They spent a lot of money. You know, Rafa's come in. He's tried to settle the, the ship. You know, he's kind of bought players that they he felt was going to improve his team, which initially have for that fan base. Once a couple of defeats don't go their way. Ugh, a couple of wins man. go their way. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just unfortunate for Rafa at the moment, man. He just needs some of his players back, but there's nothing much he could really do, man. He's got to deal with the squad he's got. And he, I know he's got Rondon. Yeah, I don't know about Rondon, man. I think he's just past his best, man. I think they're missing um, Iman there as well. <laughs> oh, you're such a wanker. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but I'm just saying. But I'm saying, that guy who could chip in with goals and create something, and, do you know what I mean? They're missing that. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's not Rafa's fault because, well, my man, I won't say it again, did what no, he did. You're, you're allegedly. Hell, sorry, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, that's cancelled for him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, he did something. Fuck yeah. At the moment, they're, they're missing that. They're, miss, they're missing. I don't know that. if they are missing him. To be honest, the manager should nah. not be named. I don't nah, know. I think, they, I, I think they. I think they are missing that. That. That kind of creativity. That spark. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe. I don't know. Asking man. a lot from like from the wingers to kind of create something. But like with the system Townsend. that they play, like he's he's gone with more four four two, any. Yeah. yeah. So there's a reliance on guys like like Gray to kind of produce, or maybe someone like and and Townsend to kind of create something and to get on for Richardson. And yeah, it's just all a mess, man. I don't but, know. Now I know what. Looking at that, what Gray went off for seventy minutes, so he's injured now. Yeah. Mm, so Ooh, so yeah. what the hell? Yeah. And and the form of that man was was starting to decline as well. Yeah. Townsend was on a hype team, but he like he was getting back in the England team. And then he won't, he won't I don't know about that, but yeah. But funny you mentioned that blood about the, the England team blood. What? The guy, the, the the guy, the guy, the guy in the waistcoat got an extended contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickhead. I can't yeah. stand that guy. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. Listen, man, he's what's he done? Two tournaments, semi-final, final. I mean, what's his new contract until? What did he get, two uh, years? 2024. Yeah. What's that, the Euros? Yeah. yeah. And really, they should have seen what he'd done at the fucking World Cup first. Yeah. That's what I would have thought, but... If he's gone out of groups, now you've got a man with two years, you've got to pay him off, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Um. Okay. And the final game of the weekend, 
Remy's moment. Yeah. Um, the final debut of a manager at home. He, he had his first game um, against Everton um, away last week. Um, not last week, before the international break, but... Um, yeah, Antonio Conte's first home game for Spurs up against Leeds in the 2-1 Tottenham. Former United man Daniel James gave Leeds a deserved lead right on half-time. Um, second half goes from Hoiberg and then a first in the Premier League for Sergio Regulon got the victory for Spurs. Um, yeah, anything you want to talk about? Oh, I say not gonna lie, I watched the first half and I was like, You lot were absolute shit. Deserve to get booed, man. Deserve to get booed. Yeah. But I mean, at least I mean, then I was like, you know what? I'm turning this off. I'm like, I'm done with this. But then I was like, wait. Why would you man, done with it? You man are winning. I was like, you man are winning. All right, cool. Ah. I think it was I think it was clear to see that the the extra sessions that Conte's put with these players, they they they, they overran Leeds. I think Leeds kind of ran out of ideas in the second half, and the game kind of opened up for mm. for Spurs to kind of take advantage. I mean, Kane had an opportunity, um, and also right start start the half. Yeah, and then Song was unfortunate where he hit the crossbar. Well, he took a massive deflection, massive deflection and stuff. But the, the game was always going towards Tottenham's way anyway. Um, you know. But I thought Reg- but I thought Regulon was re- was was brilliant, you know, throughout the game for you lot. I think mm. he took your chances. I'm a bit skeptical about Harry Winks. I just don't think he's the same player that he was a couple of seasons ago under Poch. Mm. I really I really am impressive. Um like I mentioned to you Ram before about Lucas Mora, man. I know the end product's a bit suspect, but I think his energy and his contribution to games, I think it's important. And I think Conte likes that. He's never think, afraid to take on a man either. Yeah. Man. He's always spinning and he's going direct at you with that pace. Yeah. He, he causes problems. He, as I said, he causes problems for the opposition and then he causes problems for us. That's what Lucas Moura does. <laughs> it lets, like, he, he does all the hard work and then is his is weight a pass, is his decision-making. Is Yeah, it just usually lets him down. But... um. Yeah, listen, we got smoked in that first half. I mean, I was trying to, for the whole time, I didn't have a programme yet. So from where I was think, sitting, I didn't have a f- clue who was playing the centre midfield for um, Leeds. Because I was like, who is number four? I've never seen number four play for Leeds. Yeah? And I know mm. four, like, so I know people. I also don't know who that guy is, because he looked kind of decent. And I asked my brother, and he said, yeah, that was Adam Forshaw. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he was decent in the first. Yeah, yeah I, I, I need to click on him quickly, because I wonder if it's true. No, it's not true. Brother's that- like, he's 38. 38. <laughs> His hairline <laughs> might be 38. <laughs> 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 Man's just been out for how long and then he comes back for his first game you just mocked him like that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He, he, he looked decent, man. I mean, he slotted, yeah, Calvin, he slotted Calvin Phillips into centre-back. Um, Calvin Phillips, in his interview after, was like, I don't even know why he done it. Like, he just done it. He goes, it worked, though. He goes, he, he, yeah. he kind of played well together. Um, the three. I was impressed with, um, at times, Joe Gelhard. 
young guy. If he, he looked good, Jack Harrison had a good game. Best game I've seen him this season, to be honest, because he was good for the last two seasons. For the two seasons, have been the program, aren't it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. To be fair to Dan James, man, listen, I get onto him at Man United, yeah, but he had an all right game. Yeah, no, especially he did. in the first half. But listen, everybody had an all right game for Leeds in the first half. Every single person, because we were shit. Yeah, not taken away from them because they, they played well, they played better than us. Um, the interesting thing was what Conte said. He said basically, because we kind of noticed it as fans, we were like, why are we kind of sitting deep? Like, like, this guy is known for pressing and stuff. Why are we not pressing? And he said after the game, he said, I was worried that they would now this is what I got from it. now I might have been hearing things here but this is what I got from it that um, sorry someone just hit the ball with a brilliant effort for Barcelona um, yeah I'm um, sorry yeah my trainer for has gone um, what was I saying oh Conte sorry yeah Conte. basically he said um that he was worried that the players wouldn't be able to press for 90 minutes. He was worried about their fitness. He knows they've been working, but they haven't worked enough. So he was worried whether they could do that. So he asked them into the first in the first half not to press as much because he didn't want them to die out and find out the halfway through the second half, oh shit, they can't do this for 90 minutes, we're fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he asked them from the second half, okay, you need to turn it up now. This is ridiculous. This is way too passive. Um, and as you said, we outran them in the second half and we got a reward just through sheer work, to be honest. Um, Harry Winks was a lot high. He was so deep in that first half. He was, I mean, the confidence of the guy, he's shot. Um, but he's been given a chance to can clearly see because he was given a start obviously Skip was missing so he came in for Oliver Skip um, yeah and what's going to happen with this formation going forward as I said I've heard that it's going to switch in a few weeks we'll see what happens um, and it won't be Lucas Son and Kane up front and it will be possibly which maybe might suit us I think a bit more with Son and Kane as a partnership up front and someone, as I said, that's the key thing, finding someone who could slot in behind. Um, Do you behind think someone them. like maybe Endombele or Le Celso can slot, slot in behind instead of playing like that 3-4-3? Three, because three? creativity, yeah, I think yeah, you guys yeah. suffer. I, I think they're going to be the two that it would either be if he's going to switch to that, they will be the first kind of choices unless we see a shock and Deli Ali. He's got to learn to run up and down the pitch first. So I'm pretty sure during the bleep test behind the scenes, he's failing. <laughs> yeah, because look, at the end of the day, and I've said this about Harry and Harry Wink, sorry, and Deli Ali, they've been given more enough chances now with no more excuses for them. They've got literally until January. And if they're not in January, in the team by January, any of them, or, or, or improved form-wise, because they both have non-existent form for me, then, um, yeah, then I see possibly them both going out on loan or something. Um, the interesting thing going forward is 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 the pullbacks as well. Would Doherty be given a chance midweek in the um, Europa Conference? Maybe even Stephen Bergwijn, 
Um, because that could suit him. I think. I think that really could suit him the wing back role. I was uh, going to say Sessegnon might get some, yeah. some time. Sessegnon as well. Because we know, you know my man likes to play wingbacks and what he yeah. did with Moses or whatever. And he came yeah, on he and he looked okay. He looked as, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy to say, but he looked as good in 10 minutes than I've seen him in fucking over 10 months at Tottenham. He's been shocking. I mean, I know he's had injuries, but even when he's played, it's, he just looked yeah. like he's got no confidence. So Yeah, I mean, what about Joe Roden? I know he's been left in the dark. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's sad because I think he's decent. Mm. But we'll see think, over the yeah. next coming weeks. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, Joe will be given a chance in the Conference League, and that will be his opportunity to show the manager that look, I can slot in. Because I mean, the only thing for Ben Davis is Ben Davis has done okay since Conte has come in, um, and he's left footed, so he's played that role for Wales as well, and he's naturally left footed. So, yeah. That's 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 where we're at. I was, was going to ask you here. quickly about uh, Spurs. I mean, who do you think realistically Conte can bring in in, in January to kind of improve? Oh, name wise, I don't know. I mean, the, the only name that is, I mean, there's links. Obviously, people like De Vrij, who he had in our uh, Brozovic, who hasn't signed a contract. Him at Inter as well, and we need a midfielder. So someone like that or Kessie from AC Milan. Striker, we have to bring in him. We have to bring him in. There's one guy, Vlahovic, Vlahovic, sorry, from Fiorentina. We have to bring him in. Have to. Um, left foot is striker, and Harry Kane's form is worrying. So we need real competition. And we haven't done it for years at Tottenham. Four or five years, we've had no, we've just had one striker, and that is embarrassing. So that needs to be done. That needs to be done in summer. But yeah, hopefully. They believe he does what he's supposed to do and, and, and backs him as, as much as he can and trusts um, the Italians, um, Paratici and, and Conte, and trust them. Um, well, okay, let's just quickly go through, we should get through the fixtures first and then we'll go to the table. Um, so the fixtures coming up for this weekend um, Saturday, early kickoff. Arsenal versus Newcastle. And then three o'clock kickoffs. Of course, Palace at home to Aston Villa. Liverpool at home to Southampton. And um, Dean Smith's second home game in a row. He'll be at home to Wolves. And then the late kickoff on the Saturday. Interesting tie between Brighton and Leeds. Leeds need points, man. Um, and then on Sunday, at two o'clock, there's three games. Brentford at home to Everton, Spurs go to Burnley, and Watford go up to Leicester. Oh, sorry, it's four two o'clock games, sorry. Um, the final one is Manchester City at home to West Ham. And then... You're you dirty again, blood, not, not on TV. It's peak, blood. Yeah, I know. Mm, but we've got an interesting watch, one because we've got yeah. some midweek games, so we're going to have to work around yeah. doing the episode and how we're going to do it. Um, so we'll, we'll, well, I'll tell you the midweek games as well um, so we might have to do a double game week or something crazy like that yeah. um, that would be it's mad a, I don't know how yeah. we're going to do it I don't know what I'm talking about I don't know how we're going to do it yeah, um, might do two separate, but then there's a, obviously the next obviously game week is quite an interesting one or we might have to squeeze it in on Monday yeah we might have mm. to try and do that um, sorry 
Yeah, um, and then at 4.30 on Sunday is Chelsea versus Manchester United. Um, and I'll tell you the midweek games just in case something does happen. Um, on Tuesday, Newcastle at home to Norwich, a big clash, relegation battle, that one. Um, and then Leeds are at home to Crystal Palace. And then on a Wednesday, there's six games for you. Southampton at home to Leicester, Watford at home to Chelsea. West Ham versus Brighton, Wolves versus Burnley, Villa welcome City, and then um, Merseyside Derby from Goodison, Everton versus Liverpool, and then on Thursday is shit. I got go to that <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's shit, isn't it? Spurs at home to Brentford. I have to dust their off the work. I have to. Um, Spurs at home to Brentford. And Manchester United at home to Arsenal. Jeez. Um, so that's the midweek games all on um, Amazon Prime. Amazon if, Prime, yeah. If you're it's on TV, bruv. I oh, know. <laughs> um, They're on TV, but he's got to go to the game. <laughs> I told you, every time we're on TV, is our own game, and now I'm going to the game. Um, all right, let's go through the table. We'll start from the top. Chelsea still top of the tree, 29 points, three points behind them, Mark City, then come Liverpool, and then making up the top four is West Ham. Arsenal stay in fifth. Wolves, Wolves keep climbing, they move up to sixth on 19 points, joint with Spurs, then come Manchester United, Brighton and Crystal Palace to make up the top 10. Um, 11th, Everton, 12th, Leicester, then Southampton, Brentford, um, Villa move up to 15th after that win. Watford move up to 16th after that win against Manchester United. Leeds move very close to the relegation zone. Um, and two points off it because Burnley are 18th with nine points. Then come Norwich, who move off the bottom. With eight points after that, their two back-to-back wins, and then Newcastle still looking for a victory after twelve games. And I heard a side that hasn't had a victory after twelve games. That means you're ready to get um, they left to make history. Newcastle there, um, and hopefully they start with a victory against Arsenal <laughs> next up. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the episode. Respect Dan, respect David, and safe OG for making your debut on the episode. No worries, man. Um, yeah, and just to let you know, to watch the podcast, you can watch on Apple Podcasts. Watch, Google it's Podcasts. not watch, it's listen. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> uh, I, knew, I knew you was coming and say something, bro. Yeah, no, no, I have to say, come on, man. Fucking hell, people think <laughs> we're on YouTube, we're not on YouTube. Yeah, might do one day. Yeah. Go on. You can also follow on Twitter now. We've got a Twitter page. At the underscore warm underscore down, and also one that's the same for the Instagram. Apart from the Instagram, is not in capitals, and um, it's capital T, capital W, and capital D for the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, we'll try and squeeze one in Monday now, um, and then fit in the other episode normally going back to Tuesdays. Um, yeah, that was game week. 
Twelve. Twelve. And P 